Ciao guys and welcome to For All the Foodies Out There, your unusual food podcast. My name is Rita, I'm Italian, so please don't mind my accent. I'm not a nutritionist, so I'm not really here to talk about which ingredient is better for you or the one that may possibly kill you in the long term because I honestly have no clue how to assess this. I'm just a girl who loves food. I love eating, I love cooking, I love talking about food, reading about food, thinking about food. You got my point. But yeah, maybe I'm not the only one and maybe you also love food. And if you are interested enough and honestly brave enough to listen to a crazy girl telling you about whatever weird stuff I tried and I want to try and I don't even know if I want to try, keep listening. The idea of this podcast started in a really, really simple way. I was just quietly working in my office as per usual and a colleague came to me with a big smile on her face. And she started talking about a dinner she had the night before with her husband. She went to an Italian restaurant. Yeah, um, by the way, I don't live in Italy anymore. I live in Dubai. She was like, Rita, I love Italian food. It's, it's like my favorite. And I'm getting to know more about it. So I'm, I'm becoming an expert, you know. And I, I was happy for her, of course. But in the meantime, I was, um, I was a little crying inside, thinking about the beautiful days back home when my mother used to cook me every sort of carb system in the world like real Italians do. We just, we just can't be happy if we don't eat carbs every single meal of our lives. It's, it's just the way we are. So I asked her, oh, what, what are your favorite Italian dishes? And she said, best is for sure Alfredo pasta. And I was like, eh, I mean, it's not really Italian, but... I'm not judging you. It, it can be misleading if you think about, well, pasta, it's, it's Italian. Alfredo, it's obviously an Italian name. And so Alfredo pasta must be Italian for sure. Uh, but yeah, so that was fine. But I just asked for more. And she actually thought about it a second. And then she said, oh yeah, jalapenos. And I looked at her. I nervously laughed. But then I looked at her again, like, are you, are you serious? She was, she was so cute and nice, and I, I just didn't say a word. So sorry, dear colleague, if you still think that your jalapenos are Italian, I'm, I'm sorry. So I kept working, and then I thought, do you really know my stuff about Italian food, or food in general? I mean, look at my Instagram, it's just a foodie, so usually I kind of think about myself as a foodie. I like to try different things, I like to travel and actually taste local dishes, so it's something that I'm really passionate about. But do I really know? I cannot really judge her for not knowing exactly which are the real Italian dishes, because she could do the same to me. She's Indian and I'm not really, let's say, expert about it. And I really don't want to be the kind of judgy person that will look at you ordering a cappuccino after 11 a.m. and say, ooh, look at a terrorist, he doesn't know how to live. 
Because let's be honest, we do it too. It's it's just delicious. So we just order whenever. Yeah, mostly in the morning, but still. But for some reason, we like to judge other people for that. Yeah, my my point is, I want to know more about food around the world, and I want to share it with you. And yeah, so we all know more about it. So yeah, since we were talking about fettuccine pasta and pasta, and、um, we all agree that it's like the most Italian thing ever. And every single time I travel, people are like, "Oh, Italiana pasta pizza, mamma mia!" And they usually do like this the same accent that my grandpa has, which is amazing. Anyways, there are many, many theories about the origins of pasta, and if you really think about it, it's just made of flour and water, which are pretty easy. Ingredients, and I think you can find them in several parts of the world. But yeah, there are actually some discussion about it, and the finalists are, according to the IPO, which is the International Pasta Organization. Yes, it really exists, and it seems like the most incredible place to work in. China and Italy, what a great match! So, theory number one: China. Apparently, our lovely Marco Polo, which you also may know from the brilliant game and never really understood how to play, in which one person yells Marco and the other one yells back Polo, and I don't know what happens next. So yeah, the real Marco Polo, this crazy guy that a long time ago traveled from Venice, Italy, to a lot of Asian countries, came back talking about this flour the Chinese people were using in the noodles. So yeah, Marco came back from China in twelve seventy one or twelve ninety two. Yeah, let's say thirteenth century,、um, and he wrote on this book of the world's wonders about the the grains that were used in China at the time, saying that rice, panicum, and millet were good source of food, and bread he said was not really used, and wheat is quote. Only eaten in the form of vermicelli or of pastry. So, this last word is like vermicelli. Kind of sounds like Italian, right? So, there's this. People are debating if he actually if it's a liberty, so he didn't know pasta before, or if it's just something that he knew back from home in Italy. And he just using the Italian name vermicelli to describe what he saw in China. And yeah, by the way, he also saw like a tree of pasta, but I don't know honestly. I wouldn't take it as the origin of pasta. It sounds a little weird, but yeah. And I know most of us could say noodles and pasta are completely different, which is true. But imagine to be Marco Polo like hundreds and hundreds of years ago. If you already knew pasta from home and try noodles, how awesome would it be to realize that two completely different countries were developing at the same time the same dish concept? And I mean, he must have felt homesick at some point, right? So, I think he would eat noodles every single day. 
But yeah, and if it was something new, it is equally amazing to see in time how different this relatively simple dish has become and in how many forms and types have been developed since then. I'm, I'm just so impressed. But going back to theories. Theory number two, Italy. Italia, my dear love, with its more than 200 shades of pasta and almost the same number of type of sauce, we're, we're just amazing. I miss it. Okay, so um, Italians probably felt panicking at the idea that pasta could have been Chinese, so they researched a lot of proofs to convince others of their pasta ownership. Yeah, they, like I found hundreds of articles about that, that they, they're really committed to the cause. And they claim to have found some pasta tools in a grave from more than 2,000 years ago. And yeah, and then we have the Roman famous Cicero. The guy has struggled so much translating in high school, R.I.P., big guy, that speaks a lot about his passions for the Laganas. Yeah, it's Laganas. And I don't know if you feel the similarity, but they're actually the ancient lasagnas. But they are they were kinda different from now. I mean there were still like white stripes of pasta and they put pretty weird stuff on them. First of all, they didn't boil the pasta like now, but they just put it in kind of ovens, let's say. But what they do, first of all, they baked it for hours to make it super fluffy. So bye bye pasta al dente. And then they mix it with grated cheese, which is fine, slice of butter, sugar, cinnamon, and raisins. Oh, and also pieces of provatura, which is a Roman variant of mozzarella cheese. All these theories are about fresh pasta, which is made of soft wheat. So it's, it's the pasta nowadays our grandmas cook, and it has to be consumed on the same day or slightly after, because otherwise it becomes too chewy and it's just not good anymore. But you know, here comes a big, big difference. The fresh pasta and the modern pasta, the, I mean the hard one, that can be stored for a long time. Because if laganas, which are kind of fresh, are from 2,000 years ago, the modern pasta sees the light way after that. And that's a great change, a big revolution. Being able to preserve food for longer was and still is crucial for humans. I mean, think about salt, which was widely used for this purpose, and at some point it was so important that it has been used as a form of payment. Like, do you want my sheep? Give me salt. Do you want my painting? Give me salt. It's, it's just salt all over the place. And no, yeah, I'm serious. Just think about the word salary. It comes from salt. Free mind blowing for you. Of course, Italians will be Italians and they wanted to eat pasta every day, but without taking the effort to make them every day. So the way to go was another type of wheat called durum wheat. And from my deep agricultural knowledge, which is nothing, but thanks internet, soft wheat grows in northern territories, while durum wheat 
in the south, which is why Sicily claims spaghetti, macaroni, and so on for itself. And after I read an insane amount of articles about pasta and at the end I was shaking my own hands in my mind, almost being convinced that Italians actually invented pasta, or at least they were awesome marketers since they spoke about it in multiple times and like multiple art forms like songs, poems, chapters of books. I'm that serious, like Boccaccio in the 14th, you know Boccaccio, the 14th century writer of the Decameron, dedicates a lot of words to a fantasy that he has. Yeah, he had fantasies about pasta. And yeah, a, I mean, he was a pretty special guy. So yeah, his fantasy consisted in a, like a mountain of Parmesan cheese down which pasta chefs rolled macaroni and ravioli to glutens waiting below. It can seem odd, but honestly, we all you feel you, bro. But coming back to the origins, after all these interesting facts about China and Italy, I came across an article that introduces a new player in the match. Libya. Yes, Libya, North Africa, you know, um, I, I didn't expect it. Um, and then I found out that that wasn't the only article talking about it. There's a lot of articles that claim that Libya invented pasta. So apparently in the Talmud, which is written in Aramaic in the 5th century AD, which is a lot of time ago, there is a reference to pasta being cooked by boiling. It is thought then that pasta was introduced in Italy after the Arab conquest of Sicily in the 9th century AD. That's it, guys. Libya. Yeah. We are now more confused than the beginning. But at least we know more about the options and that's a nice thing, right? Culture. So yeah, this is what I discovered and that we all know now. And of course, there's a lot of researchers and a lot of articles out there that I didn't read. The internet's pretty big, you know. So I'm sure that there are things I didn't cover in this podcast and maybe even more countries that claim the ownership of pasta and maybe they also make more sense. I don't know. It, I've, so if you know something different, I will be more than happy to hear from you. You can reach out on the Instagram page at Foodies Out There, which is pretty new. Not worry, I'm planning to fill it up in time. You can comment on this podcast, give it a review so other people could actually discover it. And yeah, can you also reach out in my Instagram, Just a Foodie, with a dots between the words because just Just a Foodie was already taken. Many, many ways the beautiful intern offers. So yeah, thank you very much for listening and see you next week. Bye-bye.